year 2007 AD, DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its safe dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of pop culture, Dr. Sean, Buck, Gilberto stepped into the TVAMB accelerator. And vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, existing in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Scary Gary, Tracy Luna, and others. I'm Ron, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life, pointing out things that once went wrong, in movies and TV, in this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as... TV ate my dinner. Here's to the future that was October 1st, 2012 is the 40th anniversary of the opening of Walt Disney. Yay! At the, time, at the time of this recording. More importantly, it's the 30th anniversary of Epcot, which to me is you know, my favorite thing about Disney World. Was. Was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, now it's, now it's all. Epcot you know. represents everything. Epcot, I remember when that future was different and I liked it better. And then the future happened and they changed the future of the past to match <laughs> the present what in the, in the Simpsons they uh, they have a cute line where they go to Disney World one time and they go look you know it's how people in 1965 thought the world would be like in 1982 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I wish it stayed That's that cute. way <laughs> I still like that vision of the future We it's not too late to hang on to that well, I mean, yeah, it's t- today it's all, it all has to have like a character tie-in and all this stuff, you know. Well, the that's mu- the problem, too. They like, yeah. you know, it's all about merchandising. Well, it's, it's not, it's not about Walt's. It. Let's make it a Nemo ride. Yeah, it's not about Walt's dream of, of, I mean, I mean, like I've been reading about it the past couple of days because there's been a lot of activity on the internet about it. And, you know, the plan, the original Walt Disney plan is not at all what came about. I mean, well, it looks yeah. like they, they they dressed it up to look like that, but I mean, he wanted an actual community, an actual he learning community. It actually be like a prototype city of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and, and also like a research center for new technologies and things like that. And and for the first you know ten or fifteen years, it kind of was. I mean, they did they they tried things like that, but uh, you know, eventually it all it, you know it when Eisner and those guys came in and it all started being about money and not about, you know, the future. So. The future! The future! (laughs) Yeah, well, for my money, I still prefer the future of the past. Yeah, I I do too. Because, well, I I mean, I haven't been to Epcot, I guess, in about eight or nine years now. And when I was there last, I mean, it was all... 
it, it didn't even feel like a futuristic kind of place because it's just you know it's it's got so many character tie-ins and stuff it's just kind of mm-hmm. like Magic Kingdom light yeah it's the one they don't know what to do with exactly it's a, that's exactly it they don't know what to do with it if if I if it was me I would I think I would take the uh, the ticket off of it I'd make it to where it's like an actual community at this point yeah, they might make some real money letting people live. I'd still live in a place like well, that. Well, let, letting people live and shop and go in there without paying the hundred bucks to get in there. I mean, it stays busy all the time. That is funny that you're you're going, you're paying, and then you're just walking around to a bunch of different shops. Like that's a lot of money to just walk around a place that's mostly shops. But it would be a really fun place to go if you didn't have to pay that big ticket price to get in. Yeah, absolutely. Or if it's like if you threw in like don't you don't have to make it free but throw it in if I've got like a day pass to a different park because when you think about it if I'm going to Epcot then that's keeping me out of the park I paid for and it's facilitating the lines and everything there. I think something like that will will happen to it eventually. I mean it, the the idea is not gonna, is not going to hold up like the Magic Kingdom can that they can just rewrite you know you know based on whatever the hit movie is. They can't they can't rewrite Epcot like that. So, you know, eventually I think they're going to just give up. I don't know. Making the Living Seas a Nemo exhibit seems like, well, I guess this is how they do now. Well, but, but I mean, but if you look at that compared to, like, the Magic Kingdom, like, rides per, per acre or whatever, you know, I mean, Epcot really only has about, five or six rides maybe well maybe about ten rides in, in the whole place and, and and like you said the rest of it shops and restaurants and stuff like that so you know I, I if it were me I, I would take the ticket boost out and I would let people you know go in there and shop and eat and, and, and they have these attractions that maybe you pay per ride yeah, like that's that, actually you know? a smart idea because they have yeah. some rides there. You'd pay to go in the Living Seas. It's a big aquarium. Sure. Yeah, I'd pay to ride Spaceship Earth or, or something like that, you know? You had paid just to see how the future turned out again. It's like, wow, what's the future like now? They keep changing it. It's <laughs> the problem with the future. It just tends to change. Well, I, it, I've been sort of contemplating taking the kids down there just to see what they think. Um, I wish I could take them to, to see what I saw. Back in you know, back in the eighties and all that. Because... Wish I could take my kids to the past, to see <laughs> <Yeah>. the future. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, because cause it would be interesting. The future I mean, was better back then. Now that I mean, the future <laughs> has happened in the present, it kind of sucks. Because <laughs> the it... present sucked all the life out of the future. <laughs> yeah, really. What what I tell you, the one thing I would really like for them to see was that at Epcot they had this thing called the World Key Information System. If you remember that. And it, Essentially, what it was was like a, a precursor to the internet. It, you could uh, do searches on the various attractions and uh, you know in the park, and like you could, if you wanted to make a restaurant reservation, you push a button to talk to an attendant, and you telecom, you video conference with a with an attendant. You know, you're talking to, to a human through the TV, which at that point was, you know, was very novel, and and. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see my kids. Like, you know, well, we we do that every day, Dad. I mean, it's like <laughs> well, what they should have done with Epcot and could still do is they should have embraced that idea of it being a sort of future vision of a simpler time. You know, people still like, you know, like a big 
World's Fair. Mm-hmm. You know, where the, it's the same kind of stuff. And you really could do exhibits that really they had at the World's Fair. I mean, to me, that is so much more interesting to see what people had in mind for a future, you know. But we've talked about mm-hmm. that before. I guess so getting back to Joe Dale Furland, <laughs> you didn't know. You said that you watched The Tall Man? I have that in my Netflix queue. I haven't seen that. Oh, she's I've in seen that. Kingdom, I've seen it in Kingdom Hospital and uh, Silent Hill. So she's in The Tall Man as well. Well, I'll watch that. It's it's on it's a long, it's on a wait right now. It's It just dropped, so on Netflix you have to wait for everything. Can't even she's in Tideland as well. Uh, what? Tideland. I haven't heard of that. The Gilliam movie. Oh, really? Crazy Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah, she's a crazy little girl in that. I didn't know about that. I haven't seen anything since that. Uh, I was going to say Mr. Megorium, but it's not that. What was the Mm-mm. What was the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? Yeah, whatever that was. I watched a bit of that. Uh, I didn't like it much. I thought it was a neat idea, but it, you know, I, I, it wasn't the death of Heath Ledger that, that hurt that movie because they did their best. Yeah. They had a neat concept for finishing that movie out without him that would have worked, but it's just a bunch of running around. It's a neat premise and a bunch of running around and nonsense that isn't anything to do with anything. Yeah, just running around. Yeah, it's just the end. is just like, why is this even happening? Who cares? The Tall Man looks like it's a play on the whole Slender Man thing. I haven't seen the Slender Man. You've heard of man Slender Man? Man? Mm-mm. Oh, well, this is something that I heard about when I was teaching at a school here. Maybe it's not in America at the moment, but there's a game called Slender Man. But the Slender Man, the, the archetype of a tall, thin, creepy man has been around for years and years, mm-hmm. like it's back into That's sort mythology. of what's got my attention. I, I really like the, the – it's such a, a and simple And the idea is concept. that this – this creature takes children. And anyway, so all those kids at my school were like, oh, I'm so scared of the Slender Man. What's with that? And the other teachers were like, what's this Slender Man? So I looked it up and it's actually like got heaps of memes and stuff going around at the moment about the Slender Man. And there's a game you can get for Android where you're being traced around the woods by Slender Man. If you go to howitshouldhaveended.com, they've got a mashup of Slender Man and the Hunger Games where everybody in the Hunger Games just gets attacked and whatever by the Slender Man. <laughs> and even if you win, you get attacked by the Slender Man. That would have been a better part of the game. Oh, I remember yeah. when, in the 80s, when they did that Twilight Zone revival, which is actually the best Twilight Zone revival, when they actually came back and CBS was doing it. It was the one that was mm-hmm. most like the original show, and they had one when and I was a kid, and, and it was like the Nightman, and he came out from under the kid's bed and stuff. You're like, holy hell. Oh. oh. Like, oh, that baby. is good. And he's like a tall guy with a big broad-brimmed hat and all that. He's like, I am the night man. You know, like, oh, God, it's crazy. And <laughs> But the whole, the, the concept of the, the show was fun because the night man doesn't kill the kid whose bed it is he comes out from under. Oh, so that this guy's kid sick. knows that the night man's out doing, he doesn't do anything, you know, because like, I don't care, night man, don't get me. So, of course, what happens is he runs into a night man and he's after him. He's like, what are you not supposed to? He's like, I am a night man from under someone else's bed. Like oh god, <laughs> it's the the box, not that movie, but the the actual one. Yeah, which also was from the Twilight Zone revival of that time. That was a good episode of that. 
where yeah, they Yeah, but then in the, the movie they try to make it a big conspiracy oh, theory. I can't and... watch that crap movie. I, I think I watched the first 30 minutes of the movie. Whatever, he works for NASA and she's got some kind of weird scars or something. It's like the, the accessibility of the couple in that story is what makes the story. And the simplicity yeah, of the Yeah, it's supposed to be a regular concept. couple. But like he's building a spaceship and she's got some kind of dark past and then it yeah. becomes some kind of weird thing. I don't understand. To well, save the children. Apparently if a story goes on long enough, people just start running around. Like when you have a subtle story and <laughs> short, story. like we, we get to an interesting, clever, subtle idea. But it's like if this movie went on for five minutes more, people just start running around like idiots. Well, I do that I any, anyway, yeah. Yeah. normally. If you, leave, if you I run watch me for 30 time. minutes, on minute 31, I will jump up and start running around like a crazy person. That's Sometimes I just get Abrams bored and I run. Movie making. Yeah, boring. It's like you're <laughs> watching it with someone's like, bored now! And like, okay, yeah, run, 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 run. make some action <laughs> You have to get the characters Yay! from one place to another somehow. They can't have cars and stuff. Wonder they got to run. From space! I just watched Looper. I won't go into it. I think uh. it deserves some time, but it's it's like that, where it's just like, oh, you're not sold yet? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. The idea Running. gets dumber. <laughs> just bored now, okay. <laughs> yeah, the Run premise simple. of that movie just seems ridiculous i mean it, it is i, I, I read I about that movie and dane i'm kind of i want to i'm almost like wanting to get dane over so we can do like a video podcast and talk about it because i'll do that because I, I read about it and they were saying that it's creepy because like they put him in the body of oh no that's a different one that's the one where it's like bruce willis and no, they give it jason uh, the dude a gordon nose. levitt and the only thing that makes the movie worthwhile i mean it is entertaining to watch because they're doing a job and it's made by Ryan Johnson, who did Brick, which is a movie I think is great. Also, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. And uh, so it's fun to watch him doing his Bruce Willis mug through the movie, because that's a, that's what makes the movie fun. But the, the the idea is beyond idiotic and asinine, and they don't sell it. They, it, they if anything, once they get into it, they just come up with even dumber ideas. It just seems like a ridiculous <laughs> use of the technology. I mean, well, it's be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody used time travel except. It's an idea buddies. so stupid that it isn't worth contesting. It's like, are you really going to pick holes in this? I guess not. It's like <laughs> the giant robot movie with Hugh Jackman. The only thing they use robots for is boxing. Boxing at fairs. <laughs> we never once thought to use these for military applications. Or just you know, other useful things. Or so many useful yeah, applications yeah. for robots. I don't find robots to be useful for things. No, only for boxing. Just saying. <laughs> Casting my eyes in a certain direction. I understand your inference. I'm choosing to ignore you. Uh, uh, right, fine. Yeah, he's doing the best he can, Greg. He's doing the best he can to de- defer. Mm. Her, it doesn't work. Her and take I think it she just funnels all that to him. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am I am well prepared for the. For the uh, Vron attack when it comes. Oh yeah, that's nothing like a bunch of toy robots to protect you from a real threat. <laughs> no, no, he's got, got a real wife. I will I engage Toynet. Yeah, yeah, the, no shit. The you real wife will protect the real you. Wife. But uh, yeah, no, I got a screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you watch the most recent Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I mess with the wife. Oh. Yeah, angels take Manhattan. I haven't seen uh, that I one. Yet. The last lame, one, but... the last one that was on demand was The Power of Three. So I've seen that one. Oh, you um, haven't seen the 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 new Weeping Angels, the, no. So, well, it's uh, the the end of Rory and Amy. Yeah, it was kind of. Is lame. it? They've been saying that's gonna that's gonna happen. 
Well, don't tell me what happens, obviously. But I won't. Uh, well, we just spoiled Cabin in the Woods, Greg. I just well, said, I won't though, tell you what happens, but I will say that it's not up on the spoiling. I so. will. The only thing I'll say is that it disappointed me, is because it's just a, it's a timey wimey thing, and oh, we can't go back because you know timey wimey thing. Uh, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's lame. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it, you're you're exactly right. That's that was my point too. And, and and like they had this great story. The story, you know, the story itself was pretty good. But then yeah, they, they sort of tack on the, the oh, Amy, also timey wimey yeah, thing. The timey wimey yeah. thing, and Amy and Rory, you know, are gone forever. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah, uh, and also I'll never be able to go way. back and see them because I, I, I gotta give them that though without wa- watching the episode. But since you've already told me, so <laughs> but I do have to give them because when they're ready to write out a character, there's never a good reason not to, because he's got infinite possibilities of traveling through time and space. So like he could, he could be part of their lives, their whole lives, because he can go off doing other stuff the whole time. The only really good reason to get rid of a companion is when the Doctor regenerates, he may not have the same affection for them because he's got a different personality, and they're a little weirded out. So it's all, it's kind of good for them to part ways when he regenerates, but they're not doing that. Matt Smith seems to have some legs on this. So yeah. they can't regenerate. The to new get rid companion of those two. looks awesome. She was awesome in that first episode. Is that who it is? Yeah, that girl, yeah. the girl from the first episode, who was the Dalek. The Dalek. Oh she's my coming back God. as the new companion. Dude, can she's I tell so you good. that in that episode, I was like, I hope that, that she's the new companion because <laughs> I loved her. Well, like, like she reminded me of Ace so from the Seventh Doctor. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, she had that so companion great. hotness about her. Not only is she like she's adorably and, cute, but but yeah. she's also a cool character. And then I'm like, you know, they can. It's just fantasy. They could do anything to get her out of that situation. So hopefully, so, uh, so I'm glad to hear that. Well, get her out of the situation. Or what they like to do sometimes is use well, like one of her ancestors or descendants, something like that. Well, that's they what like the preview sort of sort of hinted at. That's what was, it looked like to me. They yeah. had her in like a Titanic sort of thing, and did <laughs> well, that we'll shot see. was just straight from Titanic. <laughs> no, no, no. But she's no. not coming till Christmas. Yeah. So we got a bit of a wait for her. Yeah. But I think she's an exciting new concept, and I, I mean, I like Amy and Rory, but you know, I'm ready to move you on know, to some new I, territory. I, I well, yeah, I think it was time. I think it was time for but, you know, you do – it's just a part of the show. You've got to keep the Doctor moving with different characters. But that was the Rose yeah. thing. Like, he was had such an intimate relationship that you have to invent some kind of, you know, Diablo ex machina yeah. to, to uh, eliminate the possibility that, that he can like continue. In the, well, that the one, old that school one Doctor worked. Who where they, all the girls would leave because they'd just get married. Yeah. But, uh, the girl's falling in love. I can't travel with really, her anymore. The Rose thing really worked. I mean, because it was a, a physical barrier that, you know, that he couldn't get past, even though he they end up breaching it left and right. They probably you know, should have just stuck with the power of three, you know, and had just a, a sort of break between them. Well, that was the thing. They seem to, at the end of, like, the season before or the season before that, they have pretty good breaks between them. They have one where they go back and they say, look, we don't want to travel with you anymore because, you know, we need a real life and we might die and stuff. And, and the, he drops them off and gives them a house and that, and then he just goes back and visits them the all the time. The opening of this series was like that, too, where it's like, well, for right now, I'm, you know, I'm traveling with Nefertiti and this big game hunter and stuff like that, and I might also bring them in. It's like they, they were sort of varying that out. Like, we might see the Doctor traveling with other companions and then every now and then bring in the pawns, which the ponds not the ponds <laughs> he didn't take her name yeah he's william <laughs> but, but it's sort yeah, they of, actually, but she it's actually sort of more name, appropriate yeah. to call them the ponds well they call their daughter pond too so that works but uh no she's she's not a william she's a pond 
but it's it's fun. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, they kind of screwed it up a little bit. You know, back during the David Tennant Doctor Who, they, they he had that rule that he couldn't travel back and forth along his own timeline, and then uh, they and then they just flat flat out broke that rule. You, you know, at the beginning of the Matt Smith time, and and so he's traveling cross, you know crossing over his own timeline left and right and then they kind of do this thing with amy and rory and it's like you know why can't you go back there why can't you go back and do it? they have a line where he says see i I had a i I read a thing that sort of explained it they had a line sean you might not want to listen i don't (laughs) want to i started it's like i started the spoiler thing saying you know there's a throwaway line in it where he says if i ever go back there it'll explode because of timey-wimey thing yeah, that's that kind of stuff is dumb. What I like is, to me, there's a more elegant explanation in all these things where you wonder if there's just something in the doctor where he subconsciously decides to leave something alone. Well, he's done that something before. In him he's left moves them behind on. before. I mean, he's well, he's left these two behind before, but he just keeps coming back, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll go on again." And and then earlier in the season, they're all like, "Maybe we shouldn't travel with the doctor anymore." Uh, maybe we should. That's what I mean. Like, maybe they should have just stuck with that as an idea. I think it would be maybe neat he should to have just come a, back one day and they're old. I, I think it would be why. neat to have a, a like a, a situation where the where the companion's bitter and he's like you know <laughs> you know yeah, I mean that, at some point actually have a falling out with the doctor it'd be a more fun yeah. idea to have someone come up and say you know it'd be kind of fun in the show because they already did where they ran into Sarah Jane and all this kind of stuff it'd be kind of fun for them to dig up one of these old companions of the doctor have them come up and go yeah it's fun now yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For a while. Well, I like the bit where Rory's father comes up and says, "What happens to the companions?" And he says, "Some of them die." <laughs> and it's like most of them just leave yeah. me. Not a lot. And it's like, yeah. Most don't. But they some wanted of them to have do. the cake and eat it too with this <laughs> one, though. With that. Well, well, well that see. seems to be the case with these new producers. Is so that they're real hesitant to. To really do anything final, yeah. final. Because they like you know we're going to kill the, the doctor and oh no we didn't and then. You know, we're going to have him marry River, but, you know, she's still going to not travel with him, and, you know. Yeah. I mean, even, even if they come right down to it, they they could get the pawn. If they wanted to, I'm just... sure that they could invent timey army yeah. thing that would allow it. I really still think we need a big Doctor mashup with these more modern yeah, Doctors. Yeah, with the, all like, the Doctors together. And then you could yeah. bring some of these companions into the mix, and that would be because all bets would be off if all the Doctors are together. And so I forget this parallel dimension nonsense and whatever else. And like, all those rules are being broken. But that would be the most fun crossover, especially if you get Paul McGann. I'm, just, I'm the biggest advocate of Paul McGann as, as the under yeah, that, as that's the underdog I, Doctor. I'd like to see. Well, I'd David like Tennant has that idea. Like yeah. Back on screen. And and, oh, sure. and that would be great, you know. But think, if you could get McGann and Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant and Matt Smith together in like, a, they haven't done a four doctors before. I think I think Eccleston may be a problem because apparently they didn't get along. But I mean, you got somebody big enough check. They'd but be look, there. and you know, if you can't get him, That's whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm spitballing because those are the four that are like the most recent, and you know. Still I like that back when they had back when they did the first three doctors, the old doctor didn't approve of the next two. He was like, "That guy's a bit of a fool," and it's like it's really interesting if their personalities don't get along. That's what I think is yeah. so much fun to see because they re, that it's the same character, but they reinvent him so much that it really is. Because everyone agree, I, I find in my own life it's like that. Like if I at any point in my life, if I look back at myself at a different point, I go. God, I didn't know what yeah, I was doing. Yeah, that guy's a fool. Yeah, that is always true. 
uh, no matter how old I get. Like, so I must accept at some point that I never know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> because in retrospect, I always say, oh, my God, I had no idea what yeah. I was doing. It's like, so that's the doctor. These mashups are like the perfect representation of that because they're just bickering and not agreeing and just, they hate each other. It's like, that's how it would be if you met yourself from different points. You like, oh, man, I could punch you in your face. Yeah. If you say another word. What are you wearing? <laughs> Bow ties are cool. No, they're not. Because it'd be the same thing. You'd be looking back going, what was I doing? And you're like, yeah. what have I become? Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, mutual I enmity. I, I, I watched a videotape of myself when I was a teenager, and it was like you know, very much like that. And it was almost like, because like, back when I was a teenager, turtlenecks were the thing, you know, so I was wearing a turtleneck. You like, were a fancy hell? lad. I was wearing a turtleneck and, and a sweater. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> You know, oh, that's you funny. Uh, but but I mean, everybody thinks that. But but I kind of thought of it in terms of like you know what, the way the doctor was. <laughs> we used to make himself. fun of Greg for being a fancy lad. You watch videos of us in college, and I'm wearing like sweatpants and an old t-shirt, <laughs> some denim jacket with a fringe on it or some crap. It's so funny <laughs> how it's so easy to look. And back I actually at would yourself. try to wear like clothes yeah <laughs> like, you were like clothes. dressing like a you wore up. pants they were like look at greg and his shirts <laughs> with no print on them i have to admit though looking back at some of those videos like where there's one where i'm wearing like a striped garth brooks shirt and i'm like what the what the hell you know <laughs> it's funny <laughs> Just looking back at my hair, but that—that's why those are always so much fun. Because not only do you love all those doctors, but you—you you relate to yeah. that. You get that. Mm -hmm. I, would, I don't know why they don't do that. That's like they've done everything that Doctor Who has traditionally done. Yeah. Like you know all the fun things. That's like the big thing they haven't done yet, and it's such a such a get. You know. Yeah. They should do that if It'd they be can. So much. Apparently, fun Peter to see Jackson them. wants to direct an episode of Doctor Who. Interesting. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe I mean, they should do the that. They, they, they the can all just go doctors. to New Zealand and do it there. That's what everyone says. Look, if they need to, just send everyone to New Zealand. Take everyone to Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Give him his way. Well, that happens in my Lego collection all the time. The doc I have the Doctor Who Lego and I have all the Lord of the Rings Lego. So <laughs> Doctor Who's helping out Frodo all the time. <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've already worked out the It's going to work just fine. It. I tell you, I saw the. I finally saw the second series of of Sherlock. Oh yeah, you like the ending? So I'm up to, no. no, you don't think they did it better than the I movie? liked the ending up until the very end. Ah, until the moment where he comes back in. Like, what is? Yeah, what's? Because are they suggesting they're going to come back and do another There's, series? Yes, they're doing another they series. Had it pretty much tied up. And given that, you know, do just like they did in the stories. Leave him. The, the movie does this too. It's like leave him dead a bit. Feel it out. I didn't mind it. It doesn't have any impact if you don't leave him dead. I did I did love the bit with Watson by the grave, though. That was... Man, he's a good actor. Like, he was brilliant. Yeah, but it's all great. And you, you're thinking, you know, I don't know how they'll do it because, I mean, he smashed his head on the sidewalk. But, but you know, whatever. If you want something to happen, you'll believe in it. That's, that is true in the world. That's not just true in fiction. <laughs> that's that's true in politics and religion and everything else real in the world. If you want something bad enough, you will talk yourself into believing yeah. it. So if you want to throw him off a building and bring him back, we'll do it. Whatever, right? He's Sherlock. Like. He's a genius. But you don't have to do a like thing where you cut to him and say, "No, he's still alive now." It's like, wait a second, why? It doesn't make sense. 
They could have left that till next season. If they wanted to bring him back or just leave him dead, if for some reason you never do, but you've just left it sort of open-ended in an unnecessary way. But they're allowed to do that because it's from the books. But he, in the <laughs> books, he died and he died. The, the thing in the books was public outcry <laughs> forced him to re- resurrect that character. They didn't go, yeah. actually, he's still alive. And it was more open yeah, in the, the books because book Watson, he could have just walked off. Watson completely surmises what happens to Sherlock. Like, yeah, he makes it up. Like He's like, oh, look, there's a cliff. He must have fallen off. There's a bunch of footprints it. Oh, well. and there's a big cliff. <laughs> All right, this cliff is closed. Who needs Sherlock to solve a mystery? <laughs> I think we've mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah, but it's the, the truth. But these things like the TV show, which I thought the TV show – was such a good Sherlock Holmes like like in America we got a new one coming up that's gonna that's coming out this season and I'm just afraid that it's gonna be dumb because I don't see how we can touch what they did in that show. You talking about a ele- TV series? Elementary is the yeah. name of it. Yeah. Oh okay. And uh, yeah, it like, won't be as good as Johnny this. Miller is <laughs> because it's Sherlock so Holmes good. and Lucy Liu is Watson, so we're already kind of Americaning it up a little bit. Uh, okay. Gotta have, gotta have a sexy. It's girl like when they're trying to do Miss Marple and they were gonna cast like well, someone young. They're gonna do it. There's gonna be all this sexual tension. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. The, I, it's funny that uh, the guy playing Sherlock is now going to be in everything in the next couple of years. Well, he, he, he's gonna be in the Star Trek. He's gonna be in the Hobbit. He's like are they the doing new Star it guy. Trek? Have they gotten that off the ground? What's he gonna be? The bad guy? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, I think it's uh, set for next Christmas, I think. Yeah, it's being shot and everything. Mm-hmm. Haven't you seen pictures? Yeah, well, <laughs> shooting's a big part of making a movie. Because <laughs> so yeah. if they just started acting out, I wouldn't see it. Then it would they be a play. just got in the studio and just started running lines. I doubt <laughs> that I would ever catch that. Then it, then it would just be a play. <laughs> yeah, really. That was good. Oh, yeah, we already did that film ages ago. It's like, when? Yeah. Oh, we all got together like on a Saturday night. Like, you should have been there. It was pretty awesome. Special yeah, he's the baddie, but they're trying not to reveal exactly what he what or who he is. Oh, who he's supposed to be? He'll probably be Khan. <laughs> we keep hearing all of these rumors that he's this one, and rumors that he's that one. And like, was it Carl Urban who's like giving out spoilers that are actually false spoilers that's, and that sort of business? That's a fun one. Of course, the back <laughs> the, unless he actually reveals the true one somewhere in there, then all you're doing is giving people some uh, points of elimination. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Klingon. Oh. I hope they use Klingons. But he's going to be in The Hobbit. He's going to play Smog and everything. Oh, is he the voice? That's a good. Well, he's also playing um, the Necromancer. That's kind of cool, too. Hmm. So. Well. And he's he's in heaps of upcoming projects. He's like the new man. Well, because that was a good role for him. That was a good coming out for yeah. him. Sherlock Holmes is a good role, you know, when you can... And you know those that show got it right. I mean, I should think that show does better than the movies, but the the influence of the movies is there, and it's the same music even. <laughs> like so, if it wasn't for the Robert Downey Jr. movie, I think that that show wouldn't have come together the way that it did. Well, I was Their just thinking, how many the incarnations of Sherlock Holmes do we have now? Three or four running at the same time. Well, I mean, before yeah. before the Robert Downey Jr. ones, though, it was all Basil Rathbone, you know. Well, it was all that well, they were making another one at the same time as the Downey Jr. ones. They were making a comedy version, and that just sort of never went anywhere. Well, because someone proved that you could make a somewhat serious. Plus, it was also funny. So mm-hmm. it's like making a Clouseau out of him. It wouldn't really be that funny because 
It's like, no. last thing we want to do is make a comedy that's not as funny as this movie that's not a comedy. That'd yeah. Be embarrassing. It's like I said, comedy is all out. Like, you don't have anything to fall back on when you make a comedy. It's like, it better live on funny because it doesn't live on anything else. <laughs> it's like, if we make an action movie and the comedy fails, then it'll just boost up the special effects because we didn't promise it was a comedy. But we make a comedy and mm-hmm. the jokes don't land. <laughs> We're just standing here in a big, dark, silent room. <laughs> and my career is over. <laughs> and my career is yeah, over. Really. Oh, man. You better take your ass to the concession stand and fill out an application. <laughs> we will be doing our Friday the 13th retrospective. And historically speaking, that's our year. Usually... <laughs> Usually we After don't that. record very much in the months of November and uh, December, so we'll probably have some episodes. We'll have some episodes that trail into those months, but then that could be it. Friday the 13th could be the, the last Then you've got to start coming out with those C-word ones again. You haven't finished yet. Yeah, maybe during the hiatus I can do some more videos like I do. Or maybe I can – I may try to talk Dane into doing a, vi- a vidcast on Looper. Because here's the thing. Hmm. Dane and I in particular – we're interested in Looper, not because it was such an awesome idea, but because they stole our idea. Because this is like, <laughs> we, we were conceptualizing this concept, this, conceptualizing this concept. We were conceptualizing this story for a while, and we had this idea of a hitman who got hired and then realized too late that the guy he was hired to kill was himself. Like, the guy looks up at the last second in the crosshairs, bum, bum, and he's bum. already pulled the trigger. And so it's me with a nose. So he's like going back in time and killed his earlier self, and so he doesn't exist. And then like in this point of paradox, what's resolving himself? He's like a time ghost, and he has to solve <laughs> his own murder. But he's the murderer. Uh, it's just that it's got more and more ridiculous. We were talking about writing and just doing like a time ghost running serial of just just keep, continue to expand on the trailer but never make the movie. That It would just be like a trailer that goes on for 90 minutes or more <laughs> of just new twists. Don't do that. You'll start war in the Middle East. But we got mad because then I saw this, this trailer and I'm like, and are you telling trailer. me that we put this idea in the universe and it landed somewhere? <laughs> yeah, well, you guys said that Nathan Fillion should do it. Like, I was watching like that kid. Cop show. And he, like, yeah, I'm a looper. And I'm like, wait a second, what? And he's like, but what if the person you're hired to kill is you? And I'm like, son of a bitch! That's our movie! That was our idea for the dumbest possible movie you could make. And they made it. So be careful what you put in the universe. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to talk about Looper, and I, I may try to get Dane. We may revisit Looper when it, when it gets released if I don't get a chance to do vidcast. But that, that's we also one. have to do our traditional Angry Christmas episode. We've only done one, so you could listen to that enough. episode every Christmas as a tradition. It's like uh, like Frosty's New Year. Just release it on the podcast every year. year. <laughs> Angry Christmas again. <laughs> just makes no sense, and it's not a very good episode. <laughs> really mad. I don't know. Since it has traction, people people talk about it. They, Maybe I'll do some more C word. The C word was originally intended as a Christmas thing, and it's been 
released incrementally over the course of three years now. Well, that's what you seem to do. You seem to do podcasts sort of during the middle of the year and then sort of towards the end of the year when you can't get anyone on the phone, you tend to just do the videos. Well, that's what I have. Last year, I didn't have as much time to do video because I meant to do that. And so the year got world, away from Weird World Tour. We haven't done either. Skunkape stuff on the weird yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. World Maybe I should just do the Skunkape one next. Weird World Tour. Because I was going to cut the, the space shuttle one together and, and it wasn't as fun to me as I thought it'd be. But the Skunk Cape <laughs> one is fun. Maybe I'll just skip it and just do the Skunk Cape one and come back to the Space Shuttle one. Yeah, I imagine people would be more interested in the Skunk Cape. <laughs> the Skunk Cape one was more fun, so. like as far as the stuff that, that, that the place we went. Because the rest is just us like looking through Kennedy Space Center and then there's the, the Space Shuttle launch. It's really not that... You know, it's Honestly, not that we, funny. We didn't it's, see much of the space shuttle launch, actually. If you, you know, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like Ten seconds of flame, and that's about it. But the, the skunk cape one is more fun, and the coral castle one was actually was a lot more footage. It's more we could do with that, just because it's an, a more interesting thing, and we have tons of shots. So I'll probably get back on that. Plus, I, I got some other video projects that I'm working on. We really needed to see if we can do some more Venus Skytrap. I, I had everybody. Rusty was asking me about that not that long ago, and we were getting yeah, all geared to up to do it, and then, uh, and then it just we it didn't happen. So we, well, I was ready. You just didn't. It wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't like we called anybody and they weren't there. It just we just never actually just set a date and did it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that. Yeah, it's, it, I, I mean to. It's like, I've got another episode. So we've got our holiday project lined episode up. Episode four is recorded, and I, I haven't cut it together yet. It's got a lot of things going on. <laughs> Like it's not like it's not like we're not producing material. That's the problem. It's like but everything that we produce was the product of of work that I did. So I only have so much of that to do, <laughs> plus my house, which is all kinds of work. But it's coming together as well. That's cool. At some point, sometimes I even have a social life. At some <laughs> now, now you're just now you're just blowing smoke. You just it doesn't with take up too much of my time. <laughs> But oh well. I got my 40th birthday extravaganza to plan. When is your birthday? I've got my wedding to plan. Well, the party is on November 10th. You got your, you should have gotten the invite. Even sent it out on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook? Yeah. You should have also gotten an email. <laughs> it doesn't go on Facebook. I did send a, a mass invite on Facebook. Oh, okay. So that's right up your alley. And then it needs to have a new book come out of it. Something bad needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah like something a not boring. And then we'll really find out which one of you is going to stab each other in the back. Well, that's like Chris, <laughs> my friend Chris uh, is yeah, getting married like, on a riverboat. That'd give Ron too, too clear a shot. So oh. I'm a, I am was telling Chris that I'll probably write that into some kind of Titanic story when she has her wedding on a riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> River zombies. Well, we did zombies already. In the apocalypse mm. party, <laughs> I need to re—I need to release the the new version of that, the zombie yeah, version. Yeah, release a new version. I haven't got the old version. Because apparently, like I was looking at my sales on Amazon, which didn't take long, but you know, like me looking at my sales is like I made sales. It's like you've sold like four <laughs> books in the last three years. Like really? To who? But it won't tell you. To who? I'll call them. Yeah, personally, thank them. <laughs> Well, say I'd like to know, because I'd like to know, is that someone that I know, or is that just some random person? Because it's no one never that have. I know that I know, because everyone that I know that I talk to has never read any of my books. 
certainly didn't buy them. I've read the ones that you send me for free. Yeah, you do. But I've given my books free for to some people that don't read them anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so I don't know who's out there <laughs> buying them. I love the episode where you're like, Greg, have you read Apocalypse Party? And you're like, I'm up to the bit where they're at the bar. And Sean's like, one. that's the prologue, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even got page numbers yeah, there. Page I. It's not even, they're not even numbered yet. You should release them as ebooks, to where you can like put them on Kindle or something. But that just yeah, that'd be a good idea. Would people download them and not read them there? Well, I be I probably would be more likely to read it there. That's a lot. You know how much shipping costs to Australia? It wouldn't cost anything for me then. But then again, things on iTunes cost me twice as much. The ones even to digitally download because I live in Australia. The ones on Lulu were available as ebooks, and the only and it only cost the amount of the royalty that I had set on them to download them. Nobody ever downloaded the ebooks of those, and they're probably still out there. It was on Lulu. If you went to the dark crazy store right now. You could probably download some of those as ebooks. Do that. Go to the dark crazy store. Download some ebooks. Get on the sim. Get some. Uh, t-shirts. I post some of this crap for free on the the Whisper World page, and I think yeah, the I last thing a, I put on Whisper it's World the was an We need to work on the marketing. Yeah, well, get to be, we need to work to on the channels. marketing. Like by what you're saying by marketing? Yeah, <laughs> right now you actually need so to. Right I think you got too many channels when you say going. The I think marketing. You got like you know this whisper world. And it all has to be going through the one bit. Yeah, you need to probably your flagship brand is TV Eight My Dinner, so you need to start. I like, can't putting... post other things on that site though. That site is only for these posts. There are links to those other things. And yeah, but I... nobody gets for a link. Well, maybe. Well, and then it's confusing, like and then you're like, everyone, "Where are the shirts?" Like and then you got to click like, on the link to like, get to the link to get to the link well, to get to the shirts. Maybe you need to rework the TV Eight My Dinner site. Make the links more direct because I don't want to have to click on the link to go to the dark crazy site and then click on another link to go to the apparel and then click on another link to go to the t-shirts and then click on another link to actually get to the site that sells the t-shirts. Most everything links straight out of dark crazy. So you can go to TV. Not in my experience. You can go to the store and all that kind of stuff. And Whisper yeah. World and all that. But I, I, say, I, think, I, think, I think you need that's to rework your goes. interactive experience is what I'm saying. I don't think that's the problem. I think no one cares. I don't think they're not finding it. I think no one cares. Like the fact that like like three people have bought Apocalypse Party and two people have bought The Robots Are Taking Over, which is like a book that I wrote that's literally just a collection of old blogs. But yeah. that book sells better than most things. Of course, well, there's probably something it about it. There's robots in the title. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like title. people think robots you know? taking over sounds more interesting. Yeah, so you, you got to think about that. Kind well, of I can't stuff. just say robot apocalypse for every damn thing I put out. It is what it <laughs> yeah, is. Robot apocalypse one. Robot, robot apocalypse two. <laughs> Come robot on, apocalypse man. three. The new apocalypse. In my experience, everything that I've ever done simply to appeal to people has failed miserably to appeal to people. At least I should do the things that I think are good, and if other people don't notice them, that's that's their problem. It's like I'm I'm okay in a world where no one cares about the stuff that I write. Yeah, but you need to do it right for all of us guys who are too lazy to do anything at all. Yeah, maybe some people would support you if they would, you know. Not so lazy. Yeah. But see, that's the know. problem is that the cross-section of pill you have is to people who are utterly apathetic and everything. <laughs> exactly. They and, and, and usually you broke. In principle. So, 
Yeah, so make them cheap downloads and maybe we'll have a go at them. I think we'll just stick with TV at my dinner. That's the only she, thing that we make. He doesn't want to get sold. Sean's like a self-defeating person. He doesn't want to get, get them sold because then, you know, if there's an avenue for them to sell well, and, see, the, and they don't, that's then the it's really impossible. There's an argument there that may too. actually be true to some point because yeah. I do see yeah. very good at torpedoing in, in all ventures any element of success. When Greg's actually, like Greg actually does this for a living, don't you, Greg? Marketing and yeah. stuff? Yeah, I work in marketing and I also yeah. work in websites. So, I mean, design. if anyone's if anyone's good to help you, it's Greg. And every idea he's had so far, you've just shot down. This isn't the first time we've had conversations about this kind of thing. I'm not a marketing guy. I mean, I do send out a lot of queries in a given year, like to either to agents, which is the the conventional way you're supposed to do it, or occasionally I send things out to various magazines for short works. And, you know, every now and then I'll send something to Tor because they actually will take a full manuscript as a submission without and un, without being solicited, which is unheard of. Yeah, but, there's like one or two that do that on Fridays over here. But that, I mean... Only on Fridays. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's just, I'm just choosing different versions of rejection in various <laughs> forms. Like, the... the it's very difficult to to get that kind of publisher. You live in we're in a world full of people that everybody wants to do that. Everybody's out there. Well, but see, you are among the few who probably actually have gotten to the point of creating something. So, like me, I mean, yeah, I, I want to do that too. But but for some reason, I don't have the patience or the or the fortitude to 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 let my, to make myself sit down long enough to write a book. Or, or write something like that. And I never can get to the ending. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just like that. And, and, you know, whereas I feel like I've got a pretty good, you know, business mind and, and marketing mind and for things like that, I, I don't have necessarily have the content or the product to sell. You know? Yeah, Greg, when I finish something off one day, I'm going to send it to you and you can market it for me. Yeah, yeah, and you'll see what, see what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Then and, we're going to be famous. Then, then see how and then I'll force you to be famous too, Sean. No, he's Mr. Big Talk right now. I can't even get him to answer an email at any other kind of time. No, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like I'm lazy, man. I'll tell you that. I'm telling you I'm lazy when it comes to this kind of stuff. I want to do it, but I don't devote the time to do it. But you do. And that's why I want you to be successful. Well, you know, I've sold I, about know. four books in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> to, as far as I can tell, total strangers. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought any of them. Me, that's yeah, me huge. to me. That's like when I hear people that listen to this show, I'm like, that's unbelievable to me. But the, the fact that a stranger would buy a book on Amazon, you, know, you want to? I just want to know what they're doing. Like at least Cafe Press will tell you where people are from and all that. Like if because if, people, why did people bought a, a, a throw pillow with a yard gnome on it? Like, yeah, that's like my biggest selling item on Cafe Press. Like, who? Show me. <laughs> they love the yard gnome. <laughs> you keep promising to make TV8 my dinner shirts with all of the different people on it. Oh, I keep meaning to. <laughs> I even got <laughs> Gary sending a picture. I was going to do a thing up of him, and I just haven't got it. You, you ought to do one and like have Brooks, but with an X through it. <laughs> X, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the superhero one's a good idea. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd, I'd wear it. 
I could use a new TV at my dinner shirt. I had to get rid of the last one because it was an XL. <laughs> and you just don't do XL anymore? Just put a belt on that? Skinny bastard. Not as skinny as I used to be, but I'm still holding all right. I need to get back on the program now that my hammy's healed up. <laughs> yeah, I've been on a wedding diet. <laughs> Fitting back into my dress. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, because cause Chris's wedding is coming up, and that's the big thing at the end of this month, so I'd like to, you know, get get, get, get fitted down from my, my reverend duds. <laughs> oh, are you performing audience. the ceremony? Yeah, I did the first one, so. My celebrant is wearing a kilt and a full Highland outfit. See, I'm not doing that. But I'm going to be... I'm, <laughs> That's why I'm not hiring you. I'm smaller than the first one. Yeah, then you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm smaller than the first time because the pictures that I have for the first one, I'm like, man, I really, I, I really am smaller than I was in. But but I'd like to get down. And then my birthday is after that. I'd like to slim down a little bit more before then it sort of was on this kick that it, like before my 40th birthday I'd like to you know I didn't get in the shape that I wanted to because partly because the hamstring injury that set me back and now it's just there's a psychological element to it oh starting that again yeah well it still hurts a little like and I can't yeah, I, yeah. and it, it it makes me concerned it's like has it become like has it become a psychological problem can it still actually be injured I heard it like in that February. first episode of Sherlock where he's like he's like yeah, yeah I know it's psychosomatic because I got hit in the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and I'm limping yeah, that's what it feels like now because another thing I noticed, and it's not as much anymore, but if I get upset or annoyed by something, then it would be, then it would be sore more. And I was like, this Maybe is it's because you're one of two things, possibly. That, I mean, so it's one of three things then. But like my two reigning theories were, it's like, so either it's psychosomatic and when I feel anxiety, it comes on more because it's completely imagined or... <laughs> It is injured, and it constantly hurts. And I've most of the time block it out until I'm distracted, and and then I notice it more. That's what a doctor would probably tell you: is that you've you've built up a tolerance to the point that but you don't I just notice don't. It. But since February, what I do to it? I mean, it's a it's a longer recovery. Maybe you've never properly healed it properly because you haven't. Well, I re-injured it, it along the line, but still, that was back in May, so it's had time I now. I, I pulled the Achilles tendons in my legs one time uh, working out, and it, it took nearly a year to get. It's over. not to be underestimated. That's why I still haven't got back into exercise full swing. I've become more active now because for a while I was just afraid to do anything, and for good reason. Because at one point I actually started going back to the gym and everything, and I just. <laughs> hurt the hell out of it and went right back to needing medicine and everything else it was horrible so well, like that scared me it scared me from trying to jump back in too soon so how long have we been done with this show <laughs> uh, at least how half an much hour? am I going to have to edit out like kabuki just, like, yeah kabuki 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 like, we did a whole <laughs> yeah, episode about Injuring my hamstring. Look, we can cut the mini soda on Sean's health. Exactly. And, and you know how Sean's people love that. They're like, oh, good. Another episode <laughs> talking about 
your diet or your problems or your dog. Actually, don't, you get older, it's got to be all about your prostate. Don't you get a lot of traffic on people talking to you about your diet and stuff? I, I mean, I, when you were doing that before, people were interested that's what in the you program, should publish. No one was interested yeah. in us talking about it on this program. That was that feedback <laughs> was pretty the program, universal. but that's because that's not what the show's about. Yeah, the show's about uh, pop they don't culture. Hear about <laughs> what we're eating. Yeah. Doesn't have anything but you should make that into a book. That will sell. Well, actually, I, I've been taking notes to Diet make a books. book out of that. Yeah. Did you agree, Greg? Yeah. Diet books sell. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, know that yeah. I would do it as a diet book, but it, I have been sort of keeping track. I've been keeping, not a journal, but I've actually kept a log of just about everything I've eaten since I started the, the program. That's for well over a year now, like every meal and everything, like and weight well, fluctuations. That sounds boring. Publish that. Well, that wouldn't be the book. I'm just saying, you know, and and I keep track <laughs> of all the blood work, so I can kind of tell what the trends are and what's worked and what hasn't worked. So, and what's funny is what it really comes down to is that the diet itself isn't that that critical. It's it's how you moderate what you do. Because once I got off the program and got back to a more normal diet, my blood work, after it normalized, basically stayed the same regardless of the diet. And that's yeah. a big... You used to reset yourself. That's, yeah, and, that, and that's a big... That, that, that's a, a big help towards proving you know what, what I sort of was going for, which the, the concept of that reboot. Hmm. Was, you know, if you get your body back on track, it performs better overall. And there's another 10 minutes you'll have to edit. The whole thing is over, man. We just said, I said, they don't want to hear about a diet thing, and then we talked about that. Let's do the outro so that we know we have one. Okay. So I'm glad that that covers that, whatever it was we just (laughs) talked about. (laughs) I'm not sure. That was a comprehensively covered subject. Yeah, I'm glad we talked about that thing we said. We're drafting yeah, a generic outro to the show. Finally, we got to talk <laughs> about that stuff that we do with Always it, wanted to talk about that things in our stuff. lives and what we've seen. Yeah. So thank you for joining. Good time's been had by all. Yeah. Nice. I'm Sean. I'm Greg. I'm Lynn. And Kabuki. We're out. I said Kabuki. Still. <laughs> this has been TV8 My Dinner. Don't forget to visit our forum at www.forum.tv8mydinner.com. I'm stopping. Stuff in the recording? Yes, no, I'm stopping. It's always after we record that we say something funny. That's it. This is it. Five years is enough. (laughs) For real. I'm glad it's 2012.